0: All right, so let's ask a professional from Pro Football Focus about this. George Shahri joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can find him on Twitter, by the way, at PFF underscore George. So, George, here we are talking about Bryce Young finally. Finally, Carolina invests in a young quarterback instead of going after the retread guys, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield. Love the move, but I am curious into what you think his expectations should be his rookie season and even beyond that, George.
1: It's a pleasure to be on again. Hope you all are well. Um, Yeah, I'm excited uh, about Bryce Dung, and I think everyone should be. I mean, the the clips from training camp and joint practices, like those are fun and everything. I wouldn't read into anything positive or negative there. But I think what you saw from him at Alabama, um, in particular last year, to be honest with you, was he still played incredibly well despite having not great talent around him. You, know, you look at a guy like CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud is throwing to, you know, four NFL first-round picks. Uh, Bryce Center didn't have that last year. Didn't have anything close to that, actually. And still earned a 91.5 PFF grade, by the way. You can find this uh, on PFF.com, PFF Plus subscription. Highly recommend, especially for fantasy season. Um, but I think the, the expectation should be rookie of the year. Um, I think he has every capability of doing that. Um, I am worried about his supporting cast. You know, no no. D.J. Moore is a, is a loss. I think Adam Thielen is over uh, the hill a little bit, just 68th in PFF grade last year. I think D.J. Chark could break out, but he's more of a downfield threat. With, with this O-line, you're going to need some guys to get open quickly. So, look, I don't think it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows, but Bryce Young is by far the most talented quarterback of this group, especially at making the right read, at handling guys who are not, you know, first-round picks. Um, and they're in a the division where I think there's opportunity to had. So, um, I'm bullish on him. I'm bullish on him. I think we will be bumps in the road, but, uh, long-term I think it will be really good.
0: Well, I mean, clearly our listeners love to hear that you're bullish on him because we're excited. Finally, again, they invest in the guy and it seems like it is the right guy. I didn't want to talk about that supporting cast because Trevor Sycamore, your colleague on pro football focus mm-hmm. released a wide receiver room rankings all across the NFL and Carolina was thirty-first. And the first sentence is: You can make a case for the Panthers being ranked last on this list. Houston, the only team below Carolina, I don't see them that that far down, uh, George. I, I just I like Adam Thielen. Of course, you mentioned DJ Chark. I, I'm interested in what Mingo can bring. Uh, why are you so worried about the supporting cast, and, and why did Trevor have them at number thirty-one?
1: Look, I think it's every. You can always make an upside case generally for players in the NFL, especially younger players. DJ um, Chark, I was, uh, you know, someone that I was high on coming out. I mean, he's never had a PFF grade over um, 75 last three years. it has been 71, 65, 69. Um, and he has not been a number one guy. So what we know uh, is that, you know, there is a difference between coverage players in the NFL, usually a rather significant one. And that transition is not always super smooth. He's got four three speed, six four, but you see those things, and you immediately assume that he can win at all levels of field. We just haven't seen that. So can he progress? Maybe right. There's an opportunity there, but it could also go the other way. And I think that's why. And I agree with Trevor here, right? It, it's like on balance, I do think you have to look at the mean expectation and go if that if that average thing happens, if none of these guys. Kind of take the upside case. It could be really not great because a quarterback like Bryce Young, he, he's going to need guys to separate. It doesn't matter how good your quarterback is if there's not separation on the field. Throwing in the contested coverage doesn't matter if you're Patrick Mahomes or not. Um, it, you're going to be in a bad spot. And I'll use a stat to illustrate that. Um, many people kind of assume Mahomes just making these incredible throws time after time after time, and he is. But what is so impressive about those throws is the way that he routinely his open guy, he's actually top 10 in the league in what we call yards on expected throws, meaning it's not a grade that is above average, but he's continuously throwing to open receivers. And part of that is team. I do think Frank Like is going to improve that a lot. Okay, I want to be clear there. But a lot of that is also on the receiver. We know that receivers who get open against man coverage, that is sticky year over year means it's repetitive. We didn't see Adam uh, Thielen do that. DJ Chark has have a huge sample size. So um, I think that's the biggest risk, to be honest with you, in, in Bryce development. I wouldn't be surprised if next year, you know, depending on where the pick is and who the creations are, that's their area of investment. All of what we've seen is going to be other young quarterbacks out there.
0: George Child
1: rejoins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him at PFF underscore George. And uh, I picked up on the comment that you said about. Bryce Young having to get the ball out fast. And so do you think that uh, this offensive line isn't quite where it needs to be? Or what do you feel uh, about this Panthers O-line in
0: 2023?
1: Yeah, one of my favorite things to do, and I have this on my screen right now on PFF.com, is just to look at the, the lineup and see the PFF grades across the entire team offense and defense. And you look at the the offensive line, and just you know, reading out the rankings of, of where those players ranked in PFF grade last year, you go 47, 55th, uh, You've got a couple the inside the top 20 in the interior, but then 38 over there on the uh, on the right at right tackle. So you know, it's what I'll say about it is you don't have any glaring huge weaknesses on, on either tackle, but neither is particularly strong. And we're hoping at Con will, uh, will, um, will will improve a little bit this year. Um, but it's the NFL. You don't really have any quarterbacks that can't that, that can afford not to get rid of the ball quickly. You know? Uh, even Jalen Hurts, who had the number one offensive line in the NFL. Even the Niners who have a great offensive line, Jalen Hurts, one of his huge progressions last year, was he was incredibly efficient on quick throws. He does have some plays that are longer developing, but a lot of his plays are actually in two point five seconds or less. I think that is one of the things that's gonna serve Bryce Young really, really well. Um, if you look at his time at Alabama, uh, this was not, he's not one of these quarterbacks that held on to it forever. Um, he was a little above average in terms of what the NFL would be, but I think his ability to read what is happening on the field is going to allow him to get rid of the ball quickly. I would be concerned, frankly, if his time to throw was above league average, which is about the 2.8 range, I would look for that to be a little closer to like 2.7, 2.6, because he'll need to get rid of the ball quickly. And then, George, flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, we know Edgerow Everett comes in, bringing that 3-4 base defense. And which players do you feel like, or which player do you feel like, stands the most to gain? And then which player could this defense maybe uh, hurt the most in 2023? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, look, I, I have always been a huge Brian Burns fan. Um, I, I really think he has an opportunity. i yeah, full transparency. Bet on him in the past to uh, lead the league in sacks. Um, I don't think we've seen the full measure of what he's capable of, um, and I think this defense will highlight that. Um, look, he's not—he's he, a—he's an athletic guy, 6'5", 250. five, two fifty. We've seen some of the things that he can do when you know you give him kind of space to move. So I remain bullish on him. You know, it's kind of entering his fifth year, I think a top ten pass rush season from Brian Burns. He was 37th in pass rush grade last year among edge defenders, edge rushers. So I think he's the guy there. Um, I'm not sure that it hurts anyone. Um, look, uh, you know, I think everyone's been impressed with what Derek Brown can bring. You know, I'm not necessarily expecting him to make a big jump. He was seventh among defensive tackles last year. I think he continues to be solid. The place that I'm really interested in from a defensive standpoint is what happens in the secondary outside of J.C. Horn. There are some big question marks there in terms of coverage. You know, Jackson is just 101st in grade, and so it's really hard for a defensive line to make up for a lack of coverage. So I think it's going to be crucial. Um, for that pass rush, their coverage can hold up for long
0: enough. Yeah, what do you think is the more impactful coach that the Carolina Panthers welcomed this offseason? Frank Reich obviously going to be in control because he is the head coach, but we know that he's going to have his influence on the offensive side. How how big of an impact do you think is going to come from Frank Reich and also Ajero Averro on the defensive side?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So what we know statistically is that you just have more control from an offensive perspective in that, you know, on defense, you're kind of you're at the mercy of some of the circumstances that you deal with, right? If you have an injury, you have a weak link. Like you saw this with Brandon Staley last year. I think everyone would uh, accept that he's a very good defensive coach, and their defense got shredded. And the reason for that is that they had some, you know, high-priced agents didn't work out, and, and the offense can attack the defense where it's weakest. Whereas on the offensive side, you can avoid your weaknesses and play to your strengths. And so I think Frank Reich is going to have a bigger impact especially given the importance of this rookie quarterback. I you know, I think few people made enough of the Frank Reich signing. I've put him in the top tier of coaches in the past. Um, I, I think there are some people that would disagree with that. But from a team perspective and from a decision-making, particularly on fourth downs perspective, he is – really, really, really good. I think his one weakness has been that he likes Carson Wentz too much. Um, <laughs> but uh, he doesn't have Carson Wentz this time around. So, look, I-, I hope they stick with Frank Wright. Um, I hope they get, you know, some, some upside from the receivers or able to break one because I, I do think he- he's really elite.
0: Yeah, I hope that there's no apologizing to David Tepper for being all in on okay. Bryce Young like he was apologizing to Jim Ursay for bringing on Carson Wentz. I don't think we're going to get yeah. that. That is George Shahri from Pro Football Focus. Follow him on Twitter, great football follow, at PFF underscore George. George, thanks so much for the time, man. We always appreciate it.
1: Anytime, fellas, do well.